Do you know what hormone supplements you should take? You can go into your local pharmacy and you'll see shelves that are full of them. Supplements are a big business, but that doesn't help you work out what's right for you and your body. This is an important decision because it will help you overcome deficiencies and problems associated with hormone imbalance. And if you get these supplements wrong, the consequences could range from annoying to devastating. Hi everyone, this is the Dr. Lamb Show. We're here to share with you the most effective integrative strategies for good health. We want to empower you to take control of your health one step at a time. So if you find this information helpful, please subscribe, leave us a review so that we can have more people see us and reach a wider audience. I'm Dr. Carrie Lam, and my specialties are in anti-aging, family, lifestyle, and regenerative medicine, and I love nutrition. And hi, I'm Dr. Jeremy Lam. I'm an expert in chronic diseases and also how to combine you know, preventative, conventional, as well as integrative medicine practices to achieve better health. And today we're going to be talking about hormone supplements, particularly pregnenolone and DHEA. You'll learn what they are, the best ones for certain complaints and symptoms, and how to make sure you're getting the right supplements and the right amounts. So let's talk about hormone supplements, starting with the mother of all hormones that come from your adrenal glands. Now, pregnenolone is the mother of all hormones, and that comes from your adrenals. It actually starts from taking cholesterol, vitamin C, and vitamin B5, which is pentathene, and that's what makes pregnenolone. And that does a lot of miraculous things in your adrenals. And so, Dr. Carey, what does pregnenolone become after that? Pregnenolone then can cascade down to all your other hormones. So that's why they call it the mother, or I like to call it the grandmother of all hormones. And maybe the mother will be pregnenolone becomes progesterone. Okay, next. Um, then progesterone can become 17-hydroxy uh, progesterone and decide to go um, become cortisol or aldosterone or your other hormones like DHEA, which we will talk about later, and also the, the sex hormones like estradiol and testosterone. And so the, the adrenals have so many different paths, but it all begins at the top with pregnenolone. And so it's very important, again, in creating all your reproductive hormones is that it actually starts with pregnenolone. And, you know, your body is amazing because it has this auto-regulation process, right? This feedback loop. And it happens in a lot of uh, the hormone circuits. In the thyroid, it happens. In the pituitary, and the hypothalamus. We all have feedback loops because our body needs to tell itself when to speed up, when to produce a lot, and when not to. And so, you know, this feedback loop in the pregnenolone and the adrenals is a very fine line that is regulated automatically, and you don't want to upset it. And so now oftentimes people see low pregnenolone levels by their laboratory tests. And so the, autonom uh, the automatic uh, mechanism is just to really jump with supplementing more pregnenolone because that makes sense. But oftentimes this is a common mistake because pregnenolone can be low because it's being shunted away to make more downstream hormones. 
Now, Dr. Carey, uh, why don't you kind of explain this concept to us? Right. So let's say your body's under stress and it wants to make more cortisol to deal with that stress as cortisol is anti-inflammatory. Your, your adrenals are going to say, I don't need as much pregnenolone. I'm going to start making cortisol. So therefore, the mother starts to make, the grandmother starts to make the mother, and then the mother makes the son, which are, or the daughter, which would be cortisol. And so because you are using most of your resources to make cortisol, your pregnenolone on the labs could look like it's low. So your preserve and your reserve would be low. However, this is a normal mechanism. If you see that pregnenolone being low, you don't just want to oversupply the pregnenolone. Because if you oversupply the pregnenolone, then it's like um, overflowing cup of water because it can go and flow down into all the other hormones like DHEA or um, testosterone or estrogen. And so if you have more DHEA and the DHEA becomes testosterone, women might feel a little more acne, irritable, hair loss, aggression. Okay. Um, even men can also. They get a little more aggressive uh, when they have too much DHEA or testosterone. And so when you try to upset the cycle by manipulating um, the hormones by taking them, you're kind of forcing certain paths to become more dominant, which is not the body's best way to self-regulate. So your body has its mechanisms in place and it will tell you know which pathways and which mechanisms to shut off and which one not to shut off that way you don't have hirsutism or you don't get hair loss or hair gain you don't get pimples and yet you get the rising cortisol but this requires a different approach it requires a holistic nutrition approach to give the body the raw materials and then the body will then decide what to do instead of feeding it because when you feed it today, it could be right. Tomorrow, it could be wrong. You know, when you're under stress, you can eat more. And when you're not under stress, you can eat less. And so the more you do with, you know, micromanaging, the more difficult it is for your body to regain its composure. And that's why there are some people who need DHEA and pregnenolone, certainly. And in those situations, you have to monitor it very carefully at the right dose, at the right delivery system. Because, uh, you know, for the delivery system can make a big difference, such as, you know, sublingual is faster, transdermal is much slower. Both have its advantages because sometimes you don't want too fast of a release and sometimes you do want a fast release. And so you really have to understand all the mechanisms that is involved you have to understand the bigger picture or the blueprint of what you're trying to accomplish. And then in that way, then you know what to give, how to give, when to give, and to make sure that to do it properly. And it goes along the, the thinking that if I give pregnenolone right now, uh, will my adrenals want to produce its own hormones? Because if you give pregnenolone sometimes, the feedback loop to your brain can be like, hey, maybe I don't need more hormones because I have enough. And therefore, your brain tells your pituitary and your pituitary uh, tells your adrenals, maybe you don't need to put produce on, uh, your own hormones. And therefore, it, it slows it even more down. So you have to be careful that you're getting the right amount of nutrients first. 
I like the C's, the B5s that we talk about, the good cholesterol, before you just supplement someone with DGA or pregnenolone. And now you know about the importance of pregnenolone, as well as how hard it can be to balance, uh, we recommend that you don't try the supplement or this hormone by yourself. It's always very key to find an expert to be able to help you do these supplements um, in a stepwise fashion. And if you have any questions at all, you can always talk to our team at LAM Clinic, 714-709-8000. Call our office for a free phone call. And our staff have first-hand knowledge and experimentation knowledge and research when it comes to hormones and adrenal fatigue to help you make the safest and most effective personalized choices. Now, you've probably heard uh, a little about DHEA and when we talked previously. So let's move on to talking about cortisol and DHEA and why they're so important. So first, the pathophysiology of how your adrenals make cortisol and DHEA. We already touched on pregnolone being the mother of all hormones, needing cholesterol. Then cholesterol becomes pregnolone with the help of vitamin C and vitamin B5. Then pregnolone becomes aldosterone or cortisol or DHEA and the other uh, reproductive hormones. And so your body can decide to make one or two or all three. Or your body can say, I'm in a lot of stress. I'm going to want more cortisol than DHEA. So it shuns your products to be more cortisol-based and less of the DHEA. Uh, conversely, what can happen, Dr. Dermy? Well, if your body's saying I need more estrogen and testosterone, then it's going to shut more towards the DHEA side and less on the cortisol side. And so how does this relate to someone with adrenal fatigue and their labs? Well, you know, it's about that auto-balancing that's very critical. And we have to respect the body and how it does this feedback loop again. The body knows when to shunt towards more cortisol and when to shunt towards more DHEA. And this mechanism is regulated, so we should not be micromanaging it because, again, the more we micromanage it, the more that we can actually put some of the feedback loops into dysregulation mode. Now, a lot of people come in with a low cortisol curve from a four-point salivary cortisol, and it's a flat line. And we classically call these people with adrenal fatigue in advanced stages, and they also have low DHEA. So when you see the low DHEA, people, um, practitioners like to put um, patients on DHEA. And when you try to artificially bump up the DHEA, you have to know what DHEA becomes. DHEA can also lead to more testosterone production. And testosterone is an anabolic hormone. And most, a lot of people do use it for muscle building or helping libido and increasing energy. However, there's a problem with this is that if you're trying to only increase energy and not increase the cortisol, uh, you could really backfire on things because cortisol is the part that is helping with anti-inflammation, right? And to help with the stress. And so you have to really remember the balance between the DHEA and the cortisol. You want to increase cortisol then it might be better to think about the whole pregnenolone pathway that we talked about before rather than doing DHEA. Because once it becomes DHEA, um, it doesn't 
DHEA does not become cortisol. DHEA goes in, makes testosterone and estradiol, right? So you can decide, your adrenals can decide, hey, am I going to produce more DHEA today or am I going to be producing more cortisol? And if you supplement with DHEA, again, um, same feedback loop can go to back to your brain and it tells your brain, hey, maybe I shouldn't. Um, maybe I shouldn't be producing my reproductive hormones because I have enough. I have enough um, from DHEA making testosterone and estradiol. So it's, I, it's always, you got to be very careful when you start DHEA on yourself or, or a practitioner starting on you because you have to know what the side effects are. Uh, Dr. Jeremy, what are some side effects that, of DHEA? Well, in women, you know, it can be hair loss and the hair loss can be actually tri quite drastic uh, because of the testosterone effect. You can also get acne that can be pretty severe. Uh, in males, you can also have the hair loss and then you can have, you know, a voice changes as, as possible side effect as well. And of course, it's dose dependent and also how sensitive your body is. You know, people who are very sensitive can have an exaggerated response or even have an opposite paradoxical reaction. So even if you have low DHEA, you know, you have to be careful that uh, with supplementation, because even if you have adrenal fatigue and your body is quite congested, then you can have the opposite reaction. So talking about DHEA in the blood and the serum, uh, it can be tested in the blood, and but unfortunately, it's very hard to find the free DHEA. Most of the time, when it's in the blood, it's already found. So many of the blood tests actually are are looking for DHEA sulfate or DHEAs uh, in the blood, and uh, this is the surrogate where your doctor will most likely order in order to see how your DHEA levels are. Um, if you wanted to get a free DHEA level, it would be best to get it through the saliva test, which you can also do in conjunction with all, all the other hormones and cortisol. Um, and this would give you the free hormones and that are active and not just the bound uh, hormones that would be in your blood bound by protein. So um, what does it mean when you have high levels of DHEA in your saliva? Well, if you have high DHEA, that means obviously that your body's putting out more DHEA. Well, now the question is, why is your body putting out more DHEA, right? And you get a signal from the brain to put it more out because your HPA axis is on overdrive. Or maybe you have a problem with converting the DHEA to another downstream hormone, resulting in the backup and rise in DHEA. So you can have multiple reasons for high DHEA. It's not just one reason. And so that has to be correlated with what is going on with your symptoms and really, uh, you know, listening to what the body is telling us to make good sense out of it. Otherwise, people can actually make a lot of mistakes by thinking, well, the DHEA is high, so let's bring it down. Or again, like we had mentioned before, the DHEA is too low, so let's just bring it up simply. Because if you have a problem with DHEA, then it's actually, again, addressing the underlying problem, right? Is it because maybe it's being shunted to make other hormones? Is it because of over-supplementation? 
or is it because of adrenal fatigue? And so, you know, uh, people with adrenal fatigue, especially, uh, have to be very careful with supplementing with DHEA. Right, Dr. Kieran? Yeah. So if you find that, you know, your new saliva test is showing a low DHEA, you want to always compare your DHEA and your cortisol. Low DHEA, okay, first we talked about high DHEA, which can be from like the causes that you said, or it can be from over supplementing of DHEA, like if you're taking just an oral supplement. And then if you have low DHEA, it's also good to look at your cortisol levels. Or if low cortisol and low DHEA, maybe your adrenals are tired of just putting out all hormones. However, if your DHEA is low, but your cortisol is high, that means it's shunting. Your adrenals are trying to produce less DHEA and maybe the reproductive hormones and more of the cortisol. So that might be an earlier stage of adrenal fatigue. So it's important to really correlate what is going on with each person and what stage they're in. And it just takes a good a good practitioner to be able to see um, your levels and correlate it with your symptoms. And so it's very important, like we said, not to just supplement someone with DHEA or pregnant alone unless you know the root cause, um, because these adrenal hormones are very important to function and you don't want to also reduce your own feedback to your brain to not produce your own adrenal hormones. So never just jump into supplementing, always get expert help and care um, for your, your body and make sure it's a personalized way. And so if you guys feel like you want help from Lamb Clinic, we invite you to call our office at 714-709-8000. We hope you really enjoyed this podcast today and learned something about DHEA and pregnenolone and the right way to supplement. Please subscribe to this podcast if you found it useful. Remember, we're here to empower you to take control of your health on the Dr. Lamb Show. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.